0: Today's episode of Super Nerd Pals is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash supernerdpals. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 135 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host, Andy Karasquillo. I'm Stan Doom. Stan and...
1: actually. It's not Halloween anymore. I can't use my Halloween name. Why
0: not? Says who? Whose law is that? I don't know. The, no- the law of November. So, uh, We're in the same room. I was going to get to that. Uh, <laughs> Chris and Ryan couldn't make it We were unable to record The day that we usually record Stan happened to be coming over And we were like Fuck it Let's record in person
1: This is the neighborhood And so here we are First time in uh, a year I guess
0: Jeez That we're
1: recording in the same room
0: Good times
1: What's up What's up How you doing Thanks for this water
0: (laughs) Nope (laughs) No problem Alright you wanna do the news Oh yeah, we got very little news for this very little show. It's you know
1: what we usually have less news towards the end of the year because we're like holidays, like everything that's out is out. It's
0: very true, and we're we're preparing for game of the year. Oh man,
1: beginning of January, right? It's
0: gonna get very close.
1: You gotta play that near. Yes, you can't say anything for sure unless you finish Automata.
0: I I plan on hundred percenting that by the time that. Episode happens. It's very worth it. So. Anyway. For news. We got a bunch of Pokemon news. New trailer came out. Um, the new trailer shows a bunch of shit. Shows that we can catch every legendary almost. You all know, like the you know what I learned? What's up?
1: After that trailer I saw? That mythical Pokemon and legendary Pokemon are not the same thing. They are not. So I was like, don't give me this bullshit old legendary. Where's my Mew? Where's my Celebi? Nope, those are all mythics. I, I just learned Pokemon facts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, I think the classification of mythic Pokemon goes to goes to Ce- Celebi, um, Mew, uh, Manaphy, Fione, Um Trying to fucking think here. What was the other one that you named?
1: You already named the ones that I named. Mar Marshamp.
0: Marshamp, yeah. Oh, yeah, him. Um And there I think there's one more mythic Pokemon.
1: Some live fact checking here.
0: Oh yeah, Meloetta. Meloetta, Shaman, Arceus, Genesect, Darkrai. Darkrai
1: Uh um, Jirachi.
0: Jirachi. That was the one that I was trying to think of.
1: Jirachi, the the wish friend from the... <laughs> Hoenn. Yes? Yeah. Yes. I did it. Shh. Don't call me. <laughs> this is live. This is as live as we can get right now.
0: Yeah, so... <clears throat> those are Pokemon that are usually acquired through events... Um and as where legendaries you can just catch them in game. You Very important sleep. call.
1: <laughs> All right, yeah. So like from my understanding is that for mythic pokemon there's like one of them. Sometimes like, ever.
0: Oh, oh, like one period.
1: Yeah, like. Ever.
0: Like, it's a little. Because it's like
1: mythic Pokemon. I was like reading the description and they're like. Oh, they're like, uh. Questions if they even exist at all. But the legendaries seem to be pretty much agreed upon that they. That... Seriously? Stop. I'm going on airplane mode. <laughs> So call me now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, so keep keep on with the news.
0: Um yeah, so I don't know. That's very debatable because like did you watch any of the Pokemon movies recently?
1: Just the most recent one, which we'll talk about.
0: Okay, well there's a Genesect movie, and in that movie there are five Genesect. Oh. Um in the Celebi movie Pokemon Forever, they kinda go over how there used to be more than one than the main Celebi mm. and that like they died. So I don't I don't know, it's hard to say. But there's only one Mew. That's also unsure. We are back.
1: We never <laughs> left. What are you talking about?
0: Well, I meant that as in hypothetical we are back.
1: Shut um. up. (laughs) All right. That's fine. So, all right. Let's just... That's fine. Whatever. There's 50 50 Mews. Only one Arceus.
0: I mean, I guess that's how Pokemon religion works.
1: Yeah, okay. All right, what was the news again? All legendaries. You can capture them.
0: Yeah, so you can capture all the legendaries. Um... The battle... There's there's a battle agency. Um, the battle agency is like some place where you can rent Pokemon and acquire items. Mm-hmm. There's this thing that you can collect called Totem Stickers, which allow you to capture or somehow get Totem-sized Pokemon. Hmm. I don't know if there's any differences towards them, like stat changes or abilities or whatever, but...
1: They're just like real big.
0: You can get them. They big. And the last thing is Team Rainbow Rocket. My favorite. Now this is all the hype.
1: <laughs> yeah. Giovanni's back.
0: This is the one thing that made Stan want this game.
1: Yeah, I had, I had almost zero interest in returning to Ultra and Ultra Moon. I was like ready to write them off, and then I saw this trailer about Team Rainbow Rocket, and I was like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> they brought me back but it's it's team rocket team rainbow rocket consisting of all the the bosses from the previous pokemon games. Yeah. So it was like the legion of pokemon doom. Basically. Yeah. I want what I'm curious about is like what is bringing Giovanni out of like villain retirement?
0: That's what I want to know. That is my main question.
1: I really hope they address that because I'm pretty sure uh, gold like knocks some sense into him at the end of gold and silver and yeah he's he like, winds
0: up quitting
1: and he's like ah you know this is not worth it and he disbands Team Rocket
0: but now he comes back with, with everybody with, with all the boys with all and, them
1: bosses
0: and and the mega Mewtwo
1: <sighs> that's what I want to find out and that's why I want to play the game
0: I guess we'll have to wait for another, like, two weeks to find out. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, that's basically all for the Pokemon news. I'm hyped for the game, to say it not the least. Yeah, me too,
1: surprisingly. It's going to be the last uh, Pokemon game on the 3DS.
0: Yep. And I'm pretty sure the next Pokemon mainline Pokemon title is going to be on um, the Switch.
1: Yep, came in for that one. Oh, it should be a remake of the first game.
0: I don't know how I feel about that.
1: First game with, like, Pokemon Coliseum graphics. But better. A little bit better.
0: My only issue with Coliseum was that it was double battles. Only? Yeah. Yeah. And it got just really boring, because battles took forever.
1: Okay, so, alright, look, it's it's a remake of the first games, right? But instead of badges, you collect moons, and you wall jump off of the gyms, and <laughs> you collect the moons. And instead of eight, there's 800.
0: Do I have to uh, collect these moons to, like, repair my odyssey? Yeah,
1: that's Is that what you call your bike? Yeah. That's
0: what the ship is called in Mario. I'm
1: talking about Pokemon, though. It's called the Bike of Sea. The bike-a-see? There's a little alright, let's move
0: on. Anyway. Next for news, um
1: There's a new trailer for Dragon Ball Fighters. And a release date. Did we ever talk about the release date on the show?
0: I don't think so. Not officially. Comes out in January. Yeah, so the Literally amazing. the day after we recorded an estimated a release date, we got an official release date because why wouldn't we?
1: January 26, 2018, Dragon Ball Fighters. I, I assumed it would come around, around March, like spring. That's what all of us agreed upon. No, nope, they were like, we're
0: getting this before Japan.
1: I'm very excited. Um, also, um, no, it hasn't been shown in any trailers or anything, but they have recorded English voice acting. I was just
0: going to ask is there anything for English voice acting? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Bandai Namco US tweeted that there would be English voiceovers. I'm assuming it's gonna be like Guilty Gear where you can switch between English and Japanese I hope so anyway I hope it's like um like how they do it in Street Fighter or like Marvel vs. Capcom or those kind of games where you can make individual characters like English or Japanese that would be
0: really cool
1: have like Vegeta be English but have Goku be speaking (laughs) Japanese
0: I don't know I kinda like Goku's English voice actor (sighs) but there are certain other voice actors that I like a lot more I like Frieza's voice actor a lot more I like... um,
1: like Piccolo in English.
0: Yeah, Piccolo in English is a must. I don't know, it's really hard to say. I think primarily Goku would be in Japanese for For me. For you? Yeah, I really
1: like Goku's original video. (laughs) Yeah, but so the trailer basically showed off story elements. It showed off a bit of the progression through the story mode, which looks... Oddly reminiscent of uh Buddha Kite 2. Which Extremely is like, like Buddha like, 2. The board game kind of aspect. Yeah. And there's apparently gonna be three story arcs to the story, so it's gonna like move through three major chapters. And it looks interesting. Apparently, Android 21 eats people. I have no idea. I, I am I'm not we, gonna yuck any yums, but she might be in DeVore, you know?
0: She's like it seems like she cell 2.0.
1: Yeah, she just, or Boo. Well, yeah. Even. Um, so yeah, it looks, every time they show something new off about Android 21, it, it, like, makes me think she's gonna be, like, a good character, and then the next thing they show makes me think she's gonna be, like, a villain. <laughs> like, there's one there's one trailer where she's helping Krillin and 18 and now in this one, she's like, I'm gonna eat him. And it's just like, wh- wh- whose side are you on?
0: She does shit for her own reasons. Maybe she's not good or evil, she's just, Doesn't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, maybe. I got got a quick hot take about the way I feel the story's gonna go that I'll tell you about right now. So, in the trailer, remember, it starts with, like, Bulma talking to Goku? Yeah. It's like, oh, what do you mean you know who Goku is or whatever? And she shows in the mirror and Goku freaks out. After they show that, it says, you and Goku team up or whatever to whatever... Right, I think maybe you body change with Goku, like you, the player, body change with Goku, and you're stuck in Goku's body, like some Z- Zamasu, Goku Black shit, like Don Wong.
0: That's because it,
1: it says you and Goku, like specifically, like you, the player, and then Goku doesn't know who he is, and then when, but when he sees the mirror of himself, he he freaks out because who would know who Goku is but the player, right? We know yeah. we know who Goku is, and it would make sense why he wouldn't remember anything.
0: That's an interesting theory.
1: It reminds me of that um, that Yamcha Manga, the spin-off one that came out where I never read that. I read some of it. It's really good. It's it's um uh it takes place in the real world, quote quote, right? And the the main character gets killed in like a car crash or whatever and he wakes up in Yamcha's body in the <laughs> Dragon Ball world. And because he read the whole manga, he knows how it goes, and he knows how many, how many times Yamcha dies, so he purposely tries to make sure Yamcha's, like, the strongest character by, like, training and being serious and not being, like, Yamcha, basically. And it shows him, like, showing up for the Saiyan fight with the with the Cyberman man, him just being all badass because he's just been training on stuff because <laughs> he knew that they were coming. It's cool. Actually, it came out... it They released it for free in Japan... Like on, on the internet for you to read and then they released it in like a trade that you can buy like a, like yeah. a manga volume I pre-ordered it from Japan and it's supposed to be coming soon <laughs> like that's how much I think this is fucking awesome I pre-ordered it in Japan I can't read it but I want I just, <laughs> I just want it like to own because it's just such a funny idea <laughs> to me
0: I mean you have all of the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z ones right? I got all the Dragon Ball
1: and I got up until Frieza in Z, so I'm like slowly collecting <clears throat> Z now. And I have the first volume of Super.
0: I didn't even know that Supers came out in America.
1: Yeah, well, it's you can read up until Goku Black, I think, for free. Jeez. Um, on the Shonen Jump website. And they're releasing it in print also. So the print volume one, which, is, which covers... Um,
0: but after the Goku Black arc, it kind of like branches out, right?
1: No, it like it expands more on the stuff that goes on in the anime because he's got he's got more time, so it's it's like slightly different. There's like some additions that aren't in the in the anime. It's weird. It's it's good though. It's really good. So it's worth a read. They explain some stuff in the Goku Black arc in the manga that is like like how did that happen? Give us an example. Like it shows I don't remember specifics but it shows like uh, Goku Black like going through different timelines or whatever and why he chose Future Trunks timeline in particular oh, and so okay. like that. and so like how he met that version of the Zamasu and all that stuff it's, it's good stuff and yeah I can't wait for Dragon Ball Fighters.
0: yeah this game is a must buy for 2018 um it's coming out after our game of the year
1: so it doesn't qualify. I think anything up until we don't have a specific cutoff point for. It's just here. basically anything that comes out before Christmas, basically, yeah. is fair game. As long as we can, as long as we're able to finish it in time for our discussions, it's it's up for debate. But we used to do the end of the year, but it, it makes more sense and gives us more time because we're human beings <laughs> with, yeah. with day jobs to um, do it in the beginning of January.
0: But this is this will be our definitely one of the contenders for twenty eighteens game of the year. Oh yeah, for sure. Hopefully.
1: I haven't played it yet, but I mean the full game, but like from what I have played.
0: Well, I'll give you this. It's not being done by Capcom.
1: Also, it's the only game that I play that's coming out next year, so technically <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing to to contend against it for next year. It's very true. Anyway, that's the news.
0: That's dun, our news. Dun, 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 dun. So, I want to talk a little bit about Mario Odyssey. Yes! Love that game. The Switch has a very, uh, very little amount of titles out. It's slowly growing, but Mario Odyssey is fucking a must-buy.
1: I feel like at this point there's, like, enough games on the Switch that you can, like, justify pretty easily. Like, there's a bunch now.
0: There is, but there's not a lot that catch my eye. Mm -hmm. Um... My only games that I own are Zelda, Binding of Isaac, um, Mario Odyssey, and Splatoon 2. Mm. So that's my entire library. But uh, Mario Odyssey, man. I was on the fence about buying this the day that it came out, and Stan kind of convinced me otherwise.
1: I've been playing it for a while, but you're you're like past me at this point because yeah. you've been playing it so much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um... This game is really, really good. It's like a mix between Mario sixty four and Sunshine. Um, I've never ever played Galaxy one or two, so I can't really compare there. But I played a bit of the first Galaxy, but not enough. (laughs) I don't know
1: to like solidify any opinions on it.
0: I played like the very first stage, and I was just like, "Eh." yeah, it never really grabbed me.
1: I, I would argue like a lot of the we we library didn't grab me too much. Yeah. So I eh. I mean the last I'm sure game, it's great though. I'm sure if they released it on the Switch, I'd be like all I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like all about it. I'm I'm positive.
0: I mean I've heard bad things about Mario uh, Mario Galaxy Two. I
1: heard good things about it. I heard but I one is it. a lot better. Really?
0: But I don't know.
1: I can't say one way or the other.
0: Either way, this game, fucking a one, it's There's, great.
1: I love that it's open world. I love that you could change Mario's outfit. Yeah, and then you could buy new like clothes for him. Okay,
0: so I'm on the last world, and no spoilers. Nah, no spoilers at all. This, I don't know if you you knew about this, but I just found this out. There are certain things that you can only do in. Different outfits.
1: I know that there's like rooms and moons that you can get if you're wearing specific outfits. I did not know this. You didn't know that
0: I came across a bunch of doors with locks on them, and I was like, "Well, they're locked. There's probably end game stuff." So I just moved past it, mm-hmm. and then my friend told me that like you need certain outfits to unlock it. So I was in uh, the world Bowser's Fortress, and basically you get this cool ass like there was this cool ass samurai outfit and I was like I can't pass down samurai Mario like that's a must so I bought it and then I went like behind the shop and there was a locked door and then the door became unlocked and I was like well shit
1: (laughs) yeah when I was like Playing around in the Sand Kingdom, which is, like, the first, like, open, open thing yeah. you get to. I saw, I was, like, running around the main, like, little town area you show up in, and there's, like, a little mariachi, like, sugar skull friend, like, dancing yeah. in front of a door. And he's, like, you gotta dress like us to get, and I was, like, oh, well, I gotta get my my poncho ready, I gotta get my hat. So I ran, and I got, and I got the clothes, and I came back, and he opened the door for me. And there's, like, this really fun like dance scene that you get where like Mario was like playing the guitar or whatever
0: ironic enough about that I bought the mariachi outfit like the poncho and the hat just because I wanted it
1: one of my favorite things to do is collect the purple coins and like just buy those exclusive yeah, outfits
0: absolutely um I feel like collecting the purple coins is much more rewarding than that factor like I don't feel like I need to collect the purple coins like they're there but like I want to collect them because I want the f- the the shit I like the that same
1: thing with collecting just regular coins too it just it does, it's you're not just like randomly collecting them for yeah whatever to get an extra life it's like you use them to buy heart containers for moons if you if you want to do that and then there's like certain outfits that you can buy with the gold coins and It's like your death tax. Also, like when you die, you lose ten coins, which is like my favorite penalty because it's not really a penalty.
0: Oh yeah, like I was doing some level today. Um, It's actually the one, the the one that was in the samurai door, and I kept dying, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like I keep dying, but then I came to the realization: well, it's not that bad because I'll never get a game over because I'm collecting thirty coins. But when I die, I lose 10. Yeah. So I'm still going, like, the plus 20. Exactly. So it wasn't a big difference, but I like it. I, I like the death tax a lot it, more than lives.
1: Yeah, and encourages you to, like, try different shit. Because if you if you do something, you try something, and you end up dying because you, you did it, it doesn't really penalize yeah. you from for trying.
0: And Whereas if you had... Two lives I'd be like no, I'm not trying to Yeah that like, I'm not
1: gonna do This weird like Jump leap onto the hat And like do And try to get over this Like chasm or whatever
0: Now I've been exploring a lot With like different jumps So did you know That if you hit the crouch button In mid air And you click Y He does a dive He does a do, dive like, so I've been like kind of exploring with that. But and... did you
1: know that if you jumped in the air and you threw Cappy and you held down Y and then you did the the turn and the leap, you can leap onto Cappy's hat.
0: Yeah, and get and that then... extra jump. But I can't, <laughs> I can't pull that shit off.
1: I was I was doing it by accident. Like even before I saw people talking about it on the internet, I'm like, yeah, that's my that's my jam. <laughs> that's how I get around. I I can't
0: do it. I feel like
1: because you're holding Y. You're holding Y, but you don't have to keep holding it. You just hold it until you're ready to hit the the like ground pound button, and then you press Y again. And so it should stay rotating long enough for you to make that leap and then do the jump Maybe up.
0: Maybe I'm just missing timing.
1: It might be a little off on the timing, yeah. But it's it's great. I love all the options you get for Mario in terms of jumping. I feel like he's a lot more flexible and movable yeah. than he's like ever been. He's has so many options for jumps. And as
0: much as I like. I don't know. I, I thought the idea of like having a Cap companion was kind of weird. Yeah. Oh man, I love
1: it. I can't imagine now playing without being able to throw a hat, you know? Like, like attack people with a hat. And yeah.
0: Then... Um, I feel like Cappy is gonna be well, is already a loved Mario character as most of them are. Um, and I love the, the function of like capturing um, enemies and making goomba towers and yeah doing all this weird shit that i wouldn't normally be able to do in a mario game yeah so what's what's your favorite capture so far
1: Mm, that's a good question i like the t-rex a lot but just because it's just like the the t-rex but um yeah that's a really good question I like the tank. I like capturing the tank. Oh, a lot. the tank is so fun! Yeah, because yeah, it's fun. I like to do like the little third person like shooting sequence with the with the cannon.
0: have you gone back to Cap Kingdom? I have not, not yet. Okay, so when you go back to Cap Kingdom, there are flying Goombas you can capture. Nice. And you can fly around on the Goombas. That's pretty cool. Um, I feel like I have to also go with the tank. The T Rex is obvious. Like, it's a fucking T-Rex with a mustache and a hat. Yeah. Um. I try. I tried capturing that like, the sea monster from Mario sixty four, and it wouldn't let me, and I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. Because, oh, oh, that sea monster always interested me, even in Mario sixty four. Yeah. Was even always, though he doesn't like... do anything, but.
1: Yeah, I was really, like fascinated by by the sea monster. I actually bought the like souvenir for my so ship. Did I. Yeah, so did like, I. as soon as I could. Immediately. I love that you could decorate your ship with like souvenirs and like stickers and stuff.
0: Yeah, when you're in the ship you can actually go through your capture log and oh, really? see what enemies you captured and what you didn't huh. like what you're missing. I
1: like when you open up the map screen, you can read descriptions of like where you are. Like there's actual oh, like yeah. they actually like wrote stuff about like as though you were visiting it in like a like a tourist map, basically. It's there's like so many cool details and stuff and in then that it, game.
0: Um I like the Captain Toad function where like you'll see the random explorer and you can pay him fifty coins and he'll be like, There there might be a star over here.
1: Or you can use Uncle Amiibo, which is like a great name. The what? <laughs> Uncle Amiibo.
0: Oh, I haven't used any amiibos.
1: So, you can tap certain amiibo while you're playing, and depending on the amiibo, like if it's Mario amiibo, you'll get a brief am- amount of invincibility, like as though you picked up a, a power star, oh. but you don't, you're invincible in that you don't get damage, but you can't just like run into people and immediately kill them, so it doesn't work like that.
0: That's interesting. You just,
1: you just can't get hurt for like a short amount of time. And then like Bowser will show you, I think, either moons or coins, and most other ones will just give you a heart and, like, heal you. If you talk to Uncle Amiibo and you tap a, a character or Amiibo on on the thing, um, he'll send that Amiibo out to find moons for you, and they'll come back and display it on the map. And so, like, it'll be an X in the map. Like, here's a moon that you haven't gotten yet. That's interesting. So you can go and get them. They'll also unlock... Depending on the Amiibo, what will, will unlock costumes for Mario. Yeah. Um,
0: the only thing with... The amiibo costumes is they're one hundred percent acquirable in the game without the amiibos. Which is
1: great, but you know I had to get that Waluigi from the get go.
0: Oh, you can get that from the Waluigi um amiibo. amiibo? Yeah. I still don't have my Waluigi Amiibo. Ugh, I need to get one. You gotta get one.
1: Yeah, and there's cool. Um you can tap the thirtieth anniversary eight bit Mario and you can get a classic costume from Mario, which that's is really like, cool. Gives him, like, red overalls and, like, a blue shirt. Yeah. And, yeah, there's, like, a lot of cool...
0: I think you acquire that once you beat the game, too. Yeah. But...
1: It's nice to have it early. Yeah.
0: Especially, I mean, some... As much as they're, like, for cosmetic purposes, like... Yeah, they don't really do anything. They're just, like, fun I just to, like it. Yeah. I was doing some exploration with the, um, the costumes, and I was like, what if they're not for cosmetic purposes? And then... I bought the entire scuba outfit to see if it, if like my breath meter would go down slower. It doesn't, but yeah, no. it was nice to try. Yeah. So yeah, Mario's really good. Mario's extremely good. Didn't
1: finish it yet, but like as soon as I will. I'm Glad sure. I picked that over Ass Creed. I have a feeling it's going to rank pretty highly at the end of the
0: year. Don't know, can't say for sure yet. But Chris Orion, Ryan need to get on that.
1: Or whatever, we'll just like over, overwrite whatever they say. And be like, now Mario is better.
0: <laughs> I guess we'll see. But Mario Odyssey, if you haven't gotten it already, and you have fucking a Switch, get that and you shit. Can,
1: Yeah, you go. If you don't have
0: that. a Switch, just go go on YouTube and watch some Let's Plays on it.
1: Or just you know get the Mario bundle that comes with the red Joy-Con.
0: I didn't know about that, but yeah,
1: there you go. Alright, you want to get into the pull list? Hell yeah. Action Comics 991 Thanks, that was the pull list. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was the greatest pull list segment.
1: Andy doesn't have any pulls this week. I hardly have any. It's just Action Comics 991. I am an issue behind an Action Comics, so I can't speak to like what's going on. But it's still the, the Oz arc, but I'm not caught up, so I can't say anything about it. But I'm collecting it because that's how comic books
0: work. <laughs> well, on the, your uh, your segment, Stan saw the Pokemon movie. I saw Pokemon the movie. I choose you. The twentieth anniversary. I didn't see the Pokemon movie, which is a surprise. Yeah,
1: it was really good. I saw it, Kirsty. Um, yeah, it was.
0: You got your your. Ash's Pikachu Pokemon card. Which was a
1: great surprise because I didn't even know that was like a thing that they were handing out. I didn't
0: know that was a thing either until I saw your picture and I was like, fuck, I want this. Yeah, it's... They, I, as far as I remember, they used
1: to do it with every movie that yeah. was in the theaters. The last one that I saw in theaters was Pokemon 2000. So that was the last thing that I saw. The
0: last one I saw in theaters was Pokemon Forever.
1: I saw... Yeah, three and four I saw like on DVD... Or on pay per view <laughs> like back in the day. Um when I saw Pokemon Movie two thousand, they gave out an oversized promo card, all, all three birds. All three legendary birds. Did what you know movie did you know about did this? You go I don't even remember, but they gave you they gave me the ancient Mew, but they also gave me an oversized legendary bird trio card that was like literally this big. You couldn't you play. Still have this? I don't think so I don't know what happened to it but it was literally this big had all three birds on it and had like some absurd attack that did like 400 damage or something I need to look this up and you couldn't obviously you couldn't play it because it was like gigantic but it was like really dope
0: that's fucking sick
1: yeah you should look it up unless I imagined it (laughs) but I'm pretty sure it exists and I might have you said for 2000? yeah Pokemon movie just look look up legendary bird trio card or something like that
0: All right. Well, while I'm looking this up, I see a promo for Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno.
1: No, it was like one large card. Anyway, Pokemon... Them- oh, was it this? Yep, that's the one.
0: Interesting. It's called Big Big Bang. Yep. Shuffle Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos into your deck.
1: You can't, though, because it's, like, the size of your face. It's like a big old card.
0: And it does 200 attack. Yeah. And it's only going for 10 bucks.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it was a nice little thing to have.
0: And on the back, in big-ass red letters, says not <laughs> not for play use. Well, yeah. oh, no shit. Yeah.
1: No shit. Yeah, so anyway... Uh, Pokemon, the movie I Choose You, is sort of a retelling of the early days of Ash and Pikachu. Basically, how they first met and their first adventures together. Um, It does this cool thing where it focuses on Ash seeing Ho in the sky. Like, at the end of the first episode of Pokemon, you know, everyone who's ever been a fan of Pokemon has seen the first episode of Pokemon, I'm sure, where you see Ash. Um, sacrifices himself for Pikachu or Pikachu like electrocutes all the Spiro who come after them and they're like friends now even though they hate each other in the beginning and at the end Ash sees ho in the sky and he's like gold because he wasn't real at the time <laughs> he didn't exist it was like oh you know there's a potential to be so many more Pokemon and it was and they made him a real Pokemon but anyway it turns that actually scene... a
0: little fun fact Ho-Oh was a part of the original Pokemon. Oh, really? Yeah. So there were, like, um... There were Pokemon cut out of the original game because it couldn't hold the memory. Mm. Or some shit. And, um... Half of the Pokemon from Johto were actually supposed to be in Kanto. Huh. Interesting. Ho-Oh included. And that's where they came out with, like, the ho thing. Pokemon facts.
1: So, yeah, so they turned that whole thing into, like, a major the major plot point of the movie, which I really like, because one of the things that always irked me about that scene and that, in the Pokemon cartoon is that they never revisited that, ever.
0: Honestly, that would have been my first instinct. I would have been like, yo, what the fuck is <laughs> that? Oh, shit, Like, we gotta follow that fucking bird! Which
1: basically is what the plot of the movie is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it, it goes through and does a pretty faithful recreation of that first episode of Pokemon, where Ash is late and he misses out on all the, the starters and he has to get Pikachu and Pikachu's kind of like an ass and he's kind of like an ass. But then they bond together over like their shared mutual, like almost dying experience together. And being an
0: ass. Yeah.
1: And they become good friends and whatever. And then he sees, oh. And that basically um, consists of the entire um, cold open of the movie. After that, you get into a montage of the Pokemon theme... I want to be the very best, like that thing. They they remade it for the movie, and it's really cool. It's one of my favorite parts. I wanted to sing it really badly in a the theater, but I held back, because I'm an adult.
0: <laughs> I would've. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> it's really good. And, yeah, so, essentially, it turns into Ash catching the rainbow wing, which ho drops. And then, um, Ash... Basically, from that point on, kind of goes on with his adventure, as usual, and like doesn't think anything of it. And through the montage, you see him capturing capturing Caterpie, and then uh, the movie picks up again where he finishes getting the Rainbow Badge, which is his third badge,
0: it turns out. Yeah, Erica.
1: Yeah, Erica. They don't mention Rocker Mystery at all in the movie, by the way, in case you're wondering. Yeah, he
0: has, like, two new companions. Yeah, he has two two new companions.
1: They kind of... They're they serve their own purposes, but you could see how they're like more mature versions of Brock and Misty because Misty was like a hothead and like secretly had to think for Ash or whatever and Brock was just like a womanizer. Right? But they're they're like kind of more mellow. Um, I wish I remembered their names. Let me, let me look it up real quick. Instead of Ash instead of Brock and Misty, he meets Verity in Sorel. Um
0: are they both female companions? Oh no, one's male, one's female.
1: Yeah, so one wants to be a Pokemon professor, and one is trying to escape her mother, which is apparently a famous trainer that people in the theater seem to know, but I, I don't know because it's from one of the later games.
0: Oh, uh, who, did they say who her mother was?
1: Yeah, it's, they don't say it explicitly, but, every, but they show a picture of her, and everyone in the theater was like, oh, she's the daughter of so-and-so. But was anyway.
0: It, was it Cynthia?
1: Um is she the one with the with the big the big Piplup? The the big the big dude Piplup? The the last evolution of Piplup? Empoleon? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, her oh, mom yeah. her mom is Cynthia. Okay. Spoilers. I don't know. So sorry. Anyway, Question mark? So so he meets these two trainers. One's got a, the um, Is it Verity? Okay, the names in the Japanese version are completely different. All right, I'm, I'm assuming it's Verity. She has a Piplup, and the other guy's got a Lucario, and so they're traveling around together. And they this, this is the point where they get into the lore of Ho and it, and its connection to the legend, the three legendary dogs, and you get the the lore from the Joda region, how the, the the tower burned down, and then. Ho like revive the three legendary dogs and essentially it becomes like this movie where they're trying to bring the rainbow feather back to Ho because Ash wants to meet Ho and fight him (laughs) because he's Ash, right? So they're going, they're going on this journey together, the three of them. And along the way it interweaves familiar moments and plots and episode stuff from the early Pokemon show so you get you get to see Caterpie evolve right become Butterfree you you probably know what the fuck happens at that point right with Butterfree and then you get to see um, Charmander and how Charmander joins the team and then you get to see Charmander evolve throughout the movie too which is like super cool right and along the way you get new characters you get it's the way it's set up is it's, it's Kanto but it's not strictly the 150, right? It's not the 150 Pokemon. It acts as though all the other regions and parts of the Pokemon already, world like, have inclined. always existed. So you have Piplup, you have like the three legendary dogs running around. You've got like all these Pokemon from all the different every single game, all 20 years. They're just like all chilling in different areas of Kanto. Trainers from different regions are showing up. They're like. I am so-and-so from Twinleaf Town, basically, and so they're all like showing up from all over the place to go on their different Pokemon journeys, and they're crossing paths and fighting and battling and stuff, and there's a lot of cool battles that go on, and it's it just it feels a lot more alive and realistic than the Pokemon world has like ever felt in the anime before because yeah. everything is like connected and you it, it, nothing is like isolated.
0: Well, I guess it's very different from when you're like writing a series from the very beginning where you yeah, don't have course. all that to intertwine versus like now let's let's remake the first few episodes but. Yeah, so it's like they took they took the
1: plot points of like the early episodes and expanded it on them a lot and then they cut out certain things, like Brock and Misty and stuff like that, but then they added different stuff and they added the plot lineho oh, and I think arguably it makes a much better jumping on point for the Pokemon anime and it, it makes a really good movie. And it's just cool seeing like all of the twenty years of Pokemon like coalescing into this early avent- adventure for Ash. Sorry, and then and they all have, like, smartphones and stuff. And they're using, like, their, their Google Maps to find the mountain where Ho is supposed to be, and they're supposed to bring the rainbow wing to, and so there's... So like... they
0: go to Johto?
1: Um, no, I think the mountain's in Kanto. Oh, okay. I think everything takes place in Kanto. but there's a picture... There's, there's a scene where Verity has... And I'm so sorry if I mixed the two names up. I just, like, could not remember them for the life of me. Um... Is looking through her phone and she's like swiping through her images, right, of the pictures that they've taken on their journey. And there, there's one where it looks like they're in that city from the, from um, I think X and Y, the one that looks like Paris, basically. Yeah. It looks, it looks like the fucking Eiffel Tower behind them, basically. So it looks like they like went all over the place. But yeah, it's just, it's really cool the, the way that they did that. And made and just like brought everything together. It feels like a real celebration of like the 20 years of Pokemon.
0: That's pretty awesome. And
1: yeah, and it feels like like I said, it feels more alive, feels more real. There there are deaths in this movie. Um, the Pokemon present a real danger sometimes. There's there's scenes where Pokemon are attacking their trainers. There's just there's a lot. There's a bunch of violence. Um, yeah, there is there is death, you know, like Pokémon die in this movie.
0: More than just the theory of Gary's Radicate?
1: Yeah, and there's tangible like there's a there's a tangible real permanent death of a Pokémon in an anime for the first time. And it's pretty, it's pretty it's, wild. It's pretty rough. It's pretty it's a pretty sad moment. Um, but yeah, it, may, it makes everything feel like the stakes are real, you know? Like there's they're going on this great adventure, but there's, like, consequences, too. And I don't want to give too much away about the plot, but it, it's really cool. And I like how they made it, it. It feels like an alternate version of Pokemon 2000, where it's, like, the legendary birds in Luia. And Ash was, like, the chosen one or whatever. This is ho the legendary dogs, and because Ash has the rainbow wing... <laughs> there's a prophecy of like the rainbow hero is supposed to like show up and like be the one who meets ho and so that's what they're doing they're trying like they're going to bring the rainbow wing to ho because that's he's like the the one ho chose to like meet because it like it's like a rare occurrence or whatever and along along the way they they interact with the three legendary dogs and each moment's like super cool and they're not like They're not necessarily super long moments, but they're, like, really cool moments. There is a point where, like, Ash tries to capture Entei, and it (laughs) it does not go well. But, like, there's this really awesome moment where Ash is in the Pokemon Center after he gets the Rainbow Badge, and he calls his mom, and his mom is, like, fucking... Yelling at him because he never calls her, and he's like, I, "I left messages at all the Pokemon gyms, and you weren't there, and you're calling me now. You're just like your father, <laughs> like she says this stuff, and then and you see like all these trainers like are are also in the Pokemon Center. They're all like hanging out, like P- Pikachu, like like." steps up to, like, an Ivysaur, like, he's gonna beat him up and shit. <laughs> it's cool. And then, like, somebody runs into the Pokemon Center with their Pokemon, who's, like, just been destroyed, and he's like, it's it's Entei, like, Entei's in the forest, and all the trainers are, like, Entei, and they they all get up, and they fucking get out of there. <laughs> and it's it's so funny to watch, and it's like, yeah, that's exactly what would happen if yeah. someone's, like, fucking Entei's out there. Everyone just, like, got up and just, like, started booking it for the door, and then so did Ash and so they're all, like, in the forest trying to stalk Entei. And Entei's just, like, no-selling. Any Anytime someone tries to attack them, <laughs> he's just like, psh, and, like, get out of here. And it's, like, a really cool moment. And the whole movie is filled with moments like that. And it's, like, probably, like, the best Pokemon movie I've ever seen. Was it long? It's, like, an hour and a half. What? <laughs> it's really good. It's really good and it's really long. And... Like I said, there there are moments that are pulled from the anime, but they're like a little different. They're expanded in some cases, and it feels like a really good um, update of those early shows.
0: Now, would you like to see them continue?
1: I would totally love to see them like do a continuation of this movie. It, it either like in a sequel or like uh, a, a remake of the series, like a reboot of the series, because it just the way they depict it, it just feels. Really cool, and Team Rocket's there Jesse, James, Meowth—but they never end up interacting with Ash. But they're always trying to stalk Ash. But they're not trying to capture Pikachu this time. They're trying to capture the legendary Pokemon that Ash keeps crossing paths with because he's oh, got okay. the Rainbow Wings. So it's not—they're not like, oh, we're gonna Pikachu must be the strongest. We're only gonna focus on Pikachu forever. No, they—they actually have like ambitions to steal like the fucking biggest, like the biggest game out there. You know. And they get blown away and shit, and it's like... You're, they're there for comedic relief, but it's like, you know... It's Team Rocket. What do you yeah, expect? that's what Team Rocket would do. Yeah. So, it's 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 a cool movie, and I, I liked it a lot. And I would totally recommend anybody who's ever seen Pokemon to go back and watch this movie. Because it's, it's really... It, it was very heartfelt in a way that I wasn't expecting it to be. You know, because usually the Pokemon movies come out, and they're usually just trying to, like hype up the new Pokemon, new legendaries, and like, yeah. new games or whatever. This one felt like it was trying to, like, be, like, this love-lettered Pokemon in a way. And it, it worked out really well. It's not, like, a perfect movie. There's, like, some moments that are a little cringy and a little corny. Um, I don't want to give any of it away because a lot of it happens towards the end where it's, like, very, like, cutesy kind of stuff. But, like, it... it I feel like it's a
0: Pokemon movie. It's for kids.
1: but It's... It's for kids, but this one in particular felt like it was more... Like, it knew it was, like, 20 years, so there's going to be, like, adult fans who saw it from the beginning. So I feel like a lot of this was, like, targeted towards, like, us. When I went to the theaters, there were a bunch of kids, but there was, like, mostly adults, like, people my age, you know? And, yeah, the theater was awesome because everyone was like, Yeah, fuck them up! (laughs) (laughs) Like laughing and, like, clapping and stuff after, like, really cool moments, and it felt, it felt good. It felt like being back in the theater for, like, the first movie, you know?
0: That's so. really awesome.
1: Yeah, it was great.
0: I can't wait for this movie to come out on DVD, Blu-ray, you so should... I can get it, because... Yeah, absolutely see it, for sure. Today was the last day for theaters. Yeah, it's, it's great. I liked
1: it a lot. But yeah, Four things... out of five Pokeballs. No, five out of six Pokeballs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, why did he change it? But that uh, makes sense. But, yeah, thanks for your review, Stan. Yeah, sorry, I could, sorry, I couldn't remember
1: the names of the characters, but you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it happens when they change uh, Brock and Misty, and
1: there is a nice callback in the credits, though, to all all the previous companions that Ash has had throughout the entire series. So you do get to see Brock, you do get to see Misty, you get to see May, you get to see Dawn, you get to see everybody that Ash has like ever had on. You get to see Tracy. Every character that, that Ash has ever like had a companionship with and like traveled with, you get to see in the end. So it's like really nice.
0: Who's your favorite companion?
1: It's a, I, he's not really a companion, but I like Richie.
0: Oh, Richie's pun-
1: a good rival. He punks Ash out yeah. really well. And I like his Pikachu's got the little spikes up here. Sparky. Yeah, Sparky.
0: Yeah, I like him. Uh, Richie's really cool. He has basically Ash's team, but like the badass version.
1: Yeah, like if he was actually serious. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's definitely like a better trainer than Ash, but <laughs> I don't know. My favorite companion's probably going to have to go to like May. Yeah. May was one of my favorites.
1: I didn't really see Pokemon that much after... The, like the anime once Ash gave up his Charizard that's when I was out I Man. was like I'm, I'm sorry I can't you would we would never give up a Charizard
0: I stopped watching Pokemon during X and Y mm. so I've I've watched a lot
1: well cause you're the Pokemon master oh uh, yeah I you know I've been a fan since the beginning practically but like for, for the cartoon once, once Ash gave up the Charizard I was kinda done you know, like, I saw some of the Indigo League stuff, and... Did he give up Charizard before, like, he no, met No, he Tracy? gave...
0: He gave up Charizard, um... He gave up Charizard during Hoenn. I mean, Judo. Mm,
1: okay, yeah, so... Because he
0: leaves it at, like, the Civic Valley.
1: Yeah, so, when that happened, like... Yeah. That's when I was out, but... So I don't, I really only know like Ash, Misty, Tracy, and I know like May and Dawn and shit from the games, but like not from the anime.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, he basically befriends, like he winds up becoming companions with the the main characters of like every game, so. Yeah, more or less. But yeah, uh, excited to see this movie now. Um, Super good. I hope they do a sequel. Which I'm sure they will. If they'll see the return and probably make a sequel. I hope.
1: It felt it felt like a good. It felt satisfying because I always wanted to see them follow up on the hoe at the end of the first episode. And so they. This feels like they finally like did that for me, and mm-hmm. I feel like finally satisfied. You know. <laughs> and it was just good. After and, 20 goddamn years. Yeah, After 20 years, we finally got the closure on the hoe scene, and and. I just want to add this onto the review. The fight scenes in this Pokemon movie are the best fight scenes i ever seen in any Pokemon cartoon. Like, ever. Like, there's like some crazy shit, like with Pikachu using his, like, iron tail to, like, knock a Snorlax in the air and bring the thunder down on him in <laughs> midair. It's just this crazy shit going on all over the place. It's really good. Oh, I can't wait. And then wait till you see the oh Ho Pikachu fight. <laughs>
0: Well, thanks for your review, Stan. Yeah, no problem. Um, that's basically the end of this episode. Yep. S- super, super nerd palace together at last, recording in the same room. hmm S- This only happens once every, like, year or so.
1: Yeah, it used to be all the time, but now, you know, remote,
0: because we got lives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this has been episode 135 of Super Nerd Palace. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at sweetjustice One.
1: I'm Stan Giderski. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom.
0: And you can find Super Nerd Pals on Twitter at Super Nerd Pals. Uh, our podcast is everywhere. Just Google us supernerdpals.com, SoundCloud,
1: Facebook. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Facebook.com, Slash Group, Slash Super Nerd Pals, supernerdpals.com, pals at supernerdpals.com. <laughs> you can email us, tweet at us.
0: It's so much. Join There's our so Facebook much. group Stop.
1: and send us messages. Post some memes in the group. Whatever you want to do.
0: Should tweet at Zach just because. Tweet at Zach, just do it. <laughs> Zach, Zachary P. P. Line, pop. Oh, find this right now.
1: I don't know why. I just feel like someone should tweet at him.
0: Let's see. Zachary P. Lyons. With a Y,
1: you spell it Zachary. Yeah, that's him on Twitter. I don't know why I just tweet at him. Just, just do it. You just can't. You just popped up. Tell him the nerd palace told you to. He's a friend, friend, friend of the friends of the, the palace of us. <laughs> we we are the pals. He's also a pal. We're, yeah. tr- we're trying to get him for the Thor Ragnarok spoiler cast, which we're trying to get together. You saw? Did you see Thor?
0: No. Yeah, you guys see Thor. I saw my friend Dahmer.
1: I know, you're gonna have to talk about that with Ryan when she gets back.
0: I don't think she saw it either. But she saw Thor.
1: Yeah. We all see movies here. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs)